0: Watch
1: Who. Hello.
2: And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor E podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor E fan.
1: And I'm new to watching who?
2: Watching for the very first time.
1: Very first time. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why you did that. I just felt it. I felt it. I felt the moment.
2: Well, welcome, everyone. We're aboard the Empress Cruise Liner. We're on a cruise, aren't we, Sarah? Yes. You enjoying it?
1: When you say cruise, I think of water. So we're on a... Space cruise. Space cruise, thank you. Now, I, now I've got it. Now I'm there.
2: Yeah, you've got your magazine. You've got your oh, snacks. Oh, yes.
1: I've got heat.
2: Space heat magazine. Oh, it's much relaxing, isn't it? There's a lot of people on this ship, isn't there? yes. Who's this? Who's this
0: next to us? Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> it's David. I'm what surprised. are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> hello. Hi there. I just, you know, I just I just booked the ticket as well and just ended up next to you. Oh, here you are. Yes. Well, yeah, we're all, it's, it's really our shit, it, isn't it? Actually, um, I've, I've, it's probably the best time to say it now. So do you remember the Dominators? I brought the little curtains along. Oh, yes. Well, I, oh, I yes. noticed you're not wearing the beautiful you know, tinfoil outfits and glasses. So I brought you a little present each. So uh thought, you know, oh, especially oh. Sarah would look great in the sunglasses. I thought just, <laughs> to... <laughs> you know. Well, I feel Shade. like yeah, we, we, do need to... <laughs> we need to all blend in here, exactly. don't we? So we better put them on. Yeah,
2: We better. Yeah. They must be for some special space use. I think they're for roasting a chicken, but I mean, that's,
0: that's well. Where...
1: <laughs> I love them. I love the like, to fly in space. As a passenger, you need to be in a tinfoil outfit. I'm all for it. I'm all for a bit of shine, you know? A bit of glitz and glam.
2: Well, while we're here on this cruise liner, which doesn't seem to be going anywhere, let's have a chat about we'll Nightmare Eden. We've
1: been here of... for hours! We should have landed hours ago!
0: Well, we might as well chat about Nightmare of Eden while we're here. Well, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully the same thing won't happen to us on this cruise ship. Cruise. <laughs> I'm looking for Jane McDonald. Where is she? Because 'Cause we'll go cruising with her. <laughs> Before
2: we start, does anyone want some Raxo in? Because I brought some on board just, <gasps> to, just to get us going on this trip. Just get us
1: going? What? Are you sending us <laughs> on?
2: Mark, I thought better of you. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just here. I just found some. It was in this pocket of this, of this thing. So, of no. this thing?
1: Are you going through people's pockets now, Mark? mark's turned to a life of crime all of a sudden i
0: don't think i need it because i giggle too much anyway so i think it was just i don't think i'd have any effect on it but you know thanks for offering maybe later on i might need it
1: sometimes i think people think i'm pissed already when i do this so i think it'll make no difference i'm really not
0: i will
2: um hand it around to everyone else on it
1: (laughs) (laughs) mark's hanging out illegal drugs to everyone (laughs) Woo! Uh, that's really bad guys can you not do that thank you very much (laughs) Last time I did a voice with David, and it was Mrs. Doubtfire, and he just had a complete. <laughs> She's here as well. Complaint. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I had a I had a flashback. She, Mrs. Doubtfire
0: would like some Vaxo in.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yes, please, darling. Hello, dear. Oh, hello, dear. <laughs> oh, hello, dear. <laughs>
0: okay,
2: Sorry. I think I think everyone's taken sub before <laughs> I got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You, I said, she reminded me of a murder mystery.
2: Yeah, but it's more of like who, instead of who was murdered, it's who's done the drugs, I suppose. But this story, well, I,
1: people do get killed. What are you on about?
2: Oh yeah, I suppose so. But it's all, it's about the drug smuggling, isn't it?
1: It's like the overlapping of like the drugs, but also like then there's that. menu you're like, well, what's happened here?
2: I mean, this one, I wasn't sure how it was going to go with it with any of us actually. I'm not really sure if we were gonna enjoy it or not. I personally haven't enjoyed it before. So it's a good thing
0: David is here for this
2: one because <laughs> I've got a feeling that you might
0: like it. Hey, do you know what? It's a childhood favourite. Funnily enough, I was thinking about it. It was it was one that I used to watch a lot on video because it came out and I really, really loved it. But I think watching it again, it's there's 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 things in it I must say that I was a bit like, oh, okay, right? We'll get into it, but I—it's not as good as I remembered. But it's quite camp, and who loves? We all love a bit. It's
1: really camp.
0: We all love a bit. Of
2: well, camp. Okay, because I, because David, I thought you were going to be quite positive on it. I was going to say <laughs> oh, sorry. because you always come on on the ones that might not have the best reputation no. <laughs> and are
0: more positive. I was going to say you're like super nanny of Doctor Who stories. Well, feel- you know, <laughs> you guys
1: are in a crisis. I'm on my way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all I'm going to say to you, Mark, is that comment is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I don't <laughs> like it. It's unacceptable.
1: Are you negative about this, Mark?
0: I thought I was going to be,
2: because it's a bit like some of the previous seasons. The budget isn't as high as maybe it it could have been. Some of the acting I don't think is particularly great, but it does have a good story. If you can get past all the other sort of production issues, I think actually it is good, and it's not one that
0: I've. I would tend to go back and watch or I've watched a lot anyway. I think for me, this this whole season, is one that I grew up with a lot as a kid. So I kind of I kind of still love it, if that makes sense. Like Destiny of the Daleks, which is the first one in the season, was the first Dot 2 story I ever watched. So that one for me is kind of is quite special because it's the first one that got me into Dot 2. And I feel it's a bit like this with Nightmare of Eden. Like the older I get, the more I'm like. Yeah. But then I think, actually, no, it is quite fun. It's quite silly, and it's very cheap. <laughs> it was done on a budget of about 3 pounds That's
1: yeah. so interesting, because I, what was it last week, Mark?
0: Oh, Creature from the Pit.
1: I really struggle with that. <gasps> yeah, because I that, yeah. I really struggle, and I'm not sure if it was just... I ended up actually being quite short on time to watch it, so it became quite difficult. So this week, I allowed loads of time. I allowed Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, which is when we're recording. And I ended up watching it all on Saturday night. What a cool Saturday night I had.
2: <laughs> I I cannot believe this,
0: that you watched Yeah, it I thought I'd guide. do like
1: one or two, or one, maybe two on the Sunday, and then finish it on Monday, and I ended up watching it all. That's
0: impressive. I can't believe you like this one so much.
1: I know. It's, it's- I really enjoyed it.
0: Wow, I thought this was going to be the one that I—I th- I thought personally, I thought Sarah's going to struggle with this one, but I was wrong. I don't know.
1: I think though, know, the story itself had a lot of elements of mystery, and I love a good mystery. You know me, I love Poirot, so like mystery my game, love it. And there was a campness to it. The um, the Doctor, for example, his character and stuff like that. You know. There was there not the doctor, yeah. just to be not clear. the doctor, <laughs> the other doctor. What was yeah. he called? Trist. Trist. Yes, he was quite camp to begin with. That guy who's with the I'm like, why is he such an arsehole? And I was loving all that. And it's not until later when you see the captain's like on the stuff himself, you're like, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that is usually a story can build for a while. I just like that they got straight in it the costumes like everyone in their little silver outfits i lolled a lot at but i ended up in sort of like uh well why wouldn't they i mean they're traveling in space and i'm just embracing this like it was almost like we're at the age of like real commercial airlines taking off and stuff and that element's been embraced into doctor who alongside like silver shiny outfits and i'm like yeah i'm for it it's funny it was- um, it
0: was the police costumes that I think got me. The kind of like <laughs> the, the sort of black, but with a little bit of sparkle to kind of make them.
1: I love a bit of sparkle. We're in space, but a sparkle, but a shine, you know. Okay, so so
2: if we do like mega clothes watch a minute, then
0: because I think all the outfits have a bit of sparkle, don't they?
1: Do like, I think
0: it's amazing that Romano was dressed as a Brillo pad? Oh, that she that, that, is co- terrible. That costume is not.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, she doesn't look
0: great. It does look like a Brillo pad, because it's that colour of, like, grey, but a little bit of red.
1: That feels like her style of this season. Well, no,
2: she's had better stuff, yes. I I think it's the grey, and she sort of blends in with a lot of the grey of the set and stuff. I don't think it's the best for her. She's
0: had better.
1: I don't think she has. I mean, last week she was, like, white, wasn't she? No, she had the nice
0: pink and the white scarf, didn't she? And...
1: She's... that was when she was in france wasn't it
0: that was no girls. that was on that the daleks school girl one wasn't it
1: ah uh, that was school girl outfit was that yeah
2: but the guards in this as well they're like oh god sparkly guards. sort of what are they called like you play netball in but long
1: what vests
2: <laughs> well yeah i suppose <laughs> no bibs you know like netball bibs oh, bib. bibs. <laughs> bibs they're like yeah. sparkly bibs I don't know. I think that's another budget thing. In my mind, that's what I think. I think of the greyness of Romana's dress, the sort of beige ness of the the walls, and all of that. But I, I, that's been really harsh on it, and I shouldn't be so harsh. It does
0: feel a little bit like that they spent all the money on City of Death, and it was a bit like, well, what what money can we find behind the sofa to like make to make? I mean, Creature from the Pit still looks quite, you know. The costumes aren't really good, but for this one, it does seem like they're trying to find any bit of money that they can use to to sort of make it look as best as it can. But it just looks incredibly cheap. I mean, it's all studio and it's like,
2: what, three sets? <laughs> yeah. Use different rounds. Yeah. So, you know, it's quite...
0: It's
1: more than three.
2: Well, it's not that many, is it? It's like the lab, the ship, the corridors... And like there's two
1: lab. There's and and then you've got so you've got the you've got the the ship deck, you've got corridors, you've got where the um the box is, you've got all the different sets when they, they go into Eden and stuff like that. I loved that Eden set. It was really cheap, but it worked. I I don't know, I just thought it was quite cute.
2: The story is strong enough to to get past a lot of these things, I think.
1: Yeah Yeah, I feel it's one of those that if the budget was more and they could have done more, like, if things were a bit fancier, um, I think you'd probably think a bit higher of it. But actually, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just more used to it now. Maybe I just accept that budgets aren't what they were. For me, if they're in and out, like, and I think the monster itself, like, I think it looks great. I love the mandrels because they just look very
0: shit, but they're great. Dot Like, if that's what you expect, do you know what I mean? Like,
1: Yeah, exactly. Just, just to... It's exactly what, and it moves, it can move. Like, sometimes with things that can't even move, it can get about. And there's a a few of them. It wasn't just one guy in one costume the whole time. And then they keep, like... At some point, there was, like, four of them, wasn't there, in the corridor and stuff. I don't know. I I thought I'll always take a a physical monster over something that's just been, like, scrapped together
0: to look. It is is that funny thing, and it happens a lot in this story, and it happens a lot in other stories, where because the monster's... Are very cheap looking that people literally have to dive into them to get killed by them. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, if they're going to get killed by them, they literally have to sort of f- push themselves into them and go. Aah! Like when they're, you know, I'm sure there's a few sh- scenes of. I'm sure it's the bit where the lift the lift opens and the woman kind of runs into them to get killed by them. It's that. They're
1: sort of- all different heights. <laughs> like, they were they weren't the same. <laughs> Look at it. I think it's kind of cute.
0: It is very cute.
1: And maybe it's because, I don't know, It's a Saturday night, but I felt like if this was on TV on a Sunday afternoon, banging, you know? And also, I'll tell you, hey, sorry, I am really wittering on here because we are going to go into a story, but I think what I also really enjoyed is there were no moments where I felt there were padding. All the scenes served a point and purpose. But, you know, even the scenes where like, what's his name was trying to convince the doctor, oh, I think it could be her. And you're like, oh, is it like, that's the whole point. And then he ends up being the baddie. Everything felt like it was bringing the story along or, or trying to drive you in a direction to then take you somewhere else because it's a mystery.
0: It's a really interesting, like quite a dark story for five o'clock on a Saturday night. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not drug Yeah, smacking, yeah. But of course you've got to tell it in a <laughs> Doctor Who way. So you have all this, you know, kind of cuddly monsters and things like that. But at the end, of if it boils it down, it's all about drugs, which considering the main audience is probably kids of about eight or nine, that's you know it's quite heavy, really. I mean, okay, I think that's what it is. I think with this story, people look at the story and go, oh, it's very, very dark, but they remember it more because it's a cheap production. I think it kind of gets forgotten about a bit that it is all about drug smuggling, and it's all about, you know, capturing these animals or creatures and, and um, what's the word I'm trying to use, you know, like trying to captivate them and uh in, in captivity that's what i mean that's what i meant yeah
1: i also really loved so um, we, we will get into the story sorry mark but i would, <laughs> <laughs> um i we've not had i mean we've had boxes before that trap things go back to debbie mcgee and stuff well i was gonna say it is
2: very like Carnival of the monsters yeah <laughs>
1: but i like i like that it was suddenly this sort of I like the sort of different elements of it being like, then they could go in and out, and that was like a new sort of aspect to it. Because otherwise, they were just on this ship. This provided like a different place, a different outlet, something new.
0: I'd just better say to everyone around us as well: the mandrels aren't going to be here. Like, this is just this is what <laughs> this happened a while ago. Okay, guys, like just just chill. Okay, <laughs> have some have some brats out and get Rexari. yourself you know, shit-faced, you'll have a lovely time. There's plenty here. (laughs) I've got a bag. Right.
2: (laughs) So you've got these spaceships colliding at the beginning. I have to say, I watched this on the Blu-ray where the special effects have been updated, so the spaceships look a little bit better than they do.
0: Mark, you didn't watch it as is? On the original.
2: No. I watched it as is, you (laughs) see. I'm a traditionalist. Me, I'm a traditionalist.
0: But but is it actually
2: (laughs) clear what's happening? And obviously they say, but the actual ships colliding you're like mm, what's it's not the best opening those models and
0: there's and that great i don't know if you notice on the ship when the um the actor playing rig is trying to sort of like make it look like he's he's controlling everything and it's clearly just a bit of stuck on yeah.
1: cardboard.
0: <laughs> nothing moves nothing at all much.
1: there's even a zoom in on like nothing happening <laughs>
0: yeah. and like the only, <laughs> the only bit of technology that they've got are keyboards and that's it like nothing else not key yeah keyboards just that's it like it's just, you kind of think, okay, right. So as we mean to go on a little bit.
1: But I think, because I felt warmed by the, everyone sat there in their boiler suits, which also, that is an outfit that can definitely be recreated.
0: Just saying this now, I went into Cyberdog uh, not long ago in Camden Town and they're selling them for £150 if anyone's interested. Okay. <laughs>
1: oh my God. I mean, you can do it cheaper than that. You can definitely do it cheaper than that.
0: It's a cosplay idea. If anyone's thinking, you know, totally Nightmare of Eden cosplay, one hundred percent.
1: I'd so do it. I'd so be a passenger. Where were they going to?
0: As, to you. Oh, I don't As know. you, wasn't it? Uh,
1: was it? Yeah, it reminded me. Oh. Whenever they kept saying where it was, you're right because it reminded me of that board game with the glass. There's a board game called Zool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of that. <laughs>
2: They're heading there. They're heading to the board. Well,
1: yeah. They're heading to glass board game.
2: <laughs> Sarah, you could wear the silver thing and then I could be pressing the button and go, oh no! No.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not with you though. Yeah. But that's pretty standard because Mark always asks me off somewhere else. And he's always <laughs> in the of the well, if I
0: can so. join, I'll go, hey dad, a few times. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be the guy that's just like, yeah whatever it's all cool like he's so, yeah, obviously- you've
2: got that captain and you've got druggy guy i've called him so the captain and the druggy guy
1: <laughs> he's so useless and also that's the first time we're opening i've been like this guy's a dick <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was. which also yeah. i loved i love it straight away i'm like what is up with this guy like you're a dick
0: <laughs> but also i think it's quite clever because you do think that and then actually later on you're like oh hang on it makes sense if that makes sense Yeah, yeah. But, do we ever find out...
2: I mean, he's taking the drugs, right? Did he take them by accident or on purpose? Because everybody else... I think he found them.
1: I think he found them because he was going and then... And took them. And... He knows that, like, they're somewhere on the ship because he's found some. Okay, so that's it's like not his champion. fault
2: he's a dick. He's a dick, but it's not his fault because he acts.
1: Well, I mean, he choice. shouldn't have taken the drugs. It's not like the captain that got spiked, but, like...
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. He wasn't, was he spiked? He wasn't, like...
1: I think he probably came across them and took them, and now he's addicted. Lesson <laughs> to the kids, though, it Watching. If you take, like, come across drugs and take them then, like, you'll get attacked by a Doctor Who monster and die. (laughs) I mean, the
2: captain we have seen in Doctor Who before.
1: Oh, go on.
2: A while back, though, I don't think you're going to remember.
1: I don't remember what I did yesterday. Never mind. Go on. So
2: he was in the Santaran episode, Sarah Jane's first story. Oh, my
1: gosh, right.
2: With, you know, rock with a cigar.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: In the medieval times, he was iron Gron like... Head of the castle.
1: Okay. I mean, I remember it sort of. I don't remember specifics of people. I remember Cigar and I remember it being medieval. I remember Sarah running in the TARDIS, but...
2: He was the medieval man in it, the main medieval man in
1: it. Okay. I can't remember him specifically.
0: And, and, but... and Doc Cotton's in it. I mean, that's all you need to know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Dot Cotton was <laughs> yep. in that one
0: yeah anyway that's probably
1: why i don't remember anyone
0: else <laughs> do you know my favorite one in this and i think it's just in this scene i love that crew member who reports back to rig and he looks at the camera like he's a weather reporter i don't know if you remember it. He's,
1: <laughs> he he's such
0: a bad actor it's a bit where they sort of say what's happened on the bridge and he like he's he's holding the little device but he keeps looking at the camera to be like <laughs> and it looks like he's a news reporter it's like you know John Williams, BBC News. <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible! It's so terrible. He does it again I, later. I'm
1: going to have to go back and just find. It's that. in the
0: first like five minutes of episode one. It's really, but it's hilarious because he just he kind of looks at it and then keeps just looking at the as if to be like, "Look, Mum,
2: I'm in Doctor Who." Everything's set up pretty quickly, so we know that these two spaceships have crashed. Doctor Ram- and Romana arrive, and they're like, "Oh, look." This is happening, and just quickly get into the story, which I quite like. It just it does move along at quite. A good
1: Yeah. Place. Well, they said that there was a was there a distress beacon that we missed or something? Oh, well, there was
2: a mention of that, yeah, but I, we didn't actually. Like, see there's them. a
1: reason that they've like been called to land, and I think it's that. Again, we're just we're missing we're forgetting about the randomizer ever existing.
2: Oh yeah, that's gone now.
1: Yeah. That's long gone. I, I'll go on about it all season, but yeah, we're just forgetting that ever happened at the end of last season, apparently.
2: And then this is where we meet Trist who oh, is our zoologist God. guy. Now, should
0: he have had that accent or not? I Well, like...
1: it, it's a bit of a game... Should he have had those glasses? There's many things we could yeah.
0: have. I do feel like the more I got into it, it was a bit of a game of, what accent is Triss doing now? Because it was not one accent. I mean, it was, it was it was one of those... When, it, when he first appeared, I thought, did they really think that was an all right accent? Like, did no one say to you, oh, actually, I don't think you should do an accent. Just keep it. As...
1: Do you think, though, I reckon that they put in he needs an accent because he's supposed to be like some... And so he's, he's, like, gone, okay, and then has changed his accent throughout. Well, I,
0: like, I read a thing afterwards saying that the actor, apparently, it was him and Tom Baker who decided to put an accent and this is what they went for. And I feel like it's that thing of... Did Tom Baker actually say that, or did he just do it to make you sound a bit more ridiculous? Like it just—it's just so bizarre because it doesn't. It's like—is it, it, he German? Is he Austrian? Is he what? What? But he never sticks to it. That's the thing. The more he no, in, it, and I
1: love that uh, it slips. But also, I'm in a way, it kind of ends up fitting with this character who you think is some like nice zoologist guy and ends up being one of the baddies. And it kind of fit into... I'd have loved it if he'd have just dropped the accent at the end.
2: Uh, yeah, because it does put you off. That's the only thing you think, oh, he's so ridiculous. It's not going to be him, at least. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. that's what the reason is. And he's a little bit... When he is right at the end in the ship with the other guy at the end, he's slightly more serious. The accent is slightly toned down. It's still there, but he sounds a bit more sort of harsh in his voice. But yeah, right at that beginning, you're like he's this harmless like
0: hey zeny scientist you know
1: exactly yeah it reminded me of nothing in the world can stop me now and he ended up in the battle too
0: i do think this is a controversial opinion but i do think it is one of the most baffling performances ever to be in Doctor who because it just there's there are so many things in it i'm like like why why did you do this accent what why is this the accent you chose like the actor was australian which accent? Like, so <laughs> Why did you do a sort of, I don't know, I just speak like this and uh, we last one. Uh, but, uh, but then it's just weird. Part of
2: this, I don't know if this is part of the explanation, but the director did leave halfway through making this. He, I don't know if it was really? Him and Tom Baker didn't get on and there was lots of behind the scenes issues. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Like the director might have been like, tone it down, everyone. We don't need this. And he... he Had to leave, didn't he? And the producer had to take over, so it wasn't behind the scenes on this was sounds
0: pretty and it's bad. It's odd as well because I think because he's the only one doing it. It kind of if other people were doing accents, I kind of he could get away with it a bit more. But because so was
1: he one of Tom Baker's mates, and he got him a job, and then he was like, "Let's do this," (laughs) and then like the director was like, "Fuck you guys." I,
2: I think it's Tom Baker being like, "I know this show really well now." We're doing it how I say, it's my idea, sort of thing, and not communicating with the director or not
0: listening. And then it, it, this is the result that we get. <laughs> I like to think that it was just the actor went, Oh, Tom, can I just do this accent to you and, and see what you think? And Tom was like, Yes, that sounds great, you know, knowing full well that it's ridiculous. But, I, you know, it it's memorable. Maybe not for the right reasons, but it's memorable. As is Della, Della, Della. I mean I, I
1: loved it. I don't know i I think actually, what I enjoyed about the accent was it distinguished him as a character from the other people that were running ships. <laughs> if that makes sense. There's like ship people, and then I love that like the people that you, that were in their tin four boiler suits were exactly what you expected them to be. When they spoke with I mean they settled up their like committee and they sent that woman who then got attacked. I laughed a lot at that. <laughs> I, I wrote laughed, it down I, as a couple. I was <laughs> like, ha, that's hilarious. The skipper's
0: got it. It should sh- have been on Azure hours ago. My package were asking you to represent them to take our complaints to the captain.
1: You know, all right, oh, I'll, I'll do it and it'd be me. This would be me. Like I'd be the one like, yeah, I'm gonna go talk to the captain. Like, I've got all of our requests, and then you get attacked by a monster. <laughs> Of course that happened. <laughs> I think it and, and she talks exactly how I expected her to talk. <laughs> like everything about that performance was exactly as expected. It was very like middle class, white English Karen, and I loved it. Before Karen was even like on the scene for it, it was perfect which is why I think I appreciated his accent so much because it just helped really distinguish who people were.
0: I know this is jumping right to the end, but was it a surprise when it was revealed he was... Because I think that's the other thing of, he spends the whole four episodes going, it's not me, it's this person, it's not me, it's not. It's not. That actually when it is revealed, it is him. You're know, a bit like, oh, right, okay.
1: Yes and no. I hadn't worked out who was involved. Yeah, I, it was a little bit of a surprise, but it wasn't like a, oh, you know, like shock. It's when they work out that like, there's got to be two people involved and you're trying to think which two. And it does sort of narrow down because people start being killed and stuff. So that kind of narrows it a little. But it wasn't... So I think that's my it wasn't a shot. But I thought it was done quite well. I think I
2: was a little bit surprised the first time I watched it. But I always thought that it was the other guy, the Diamond guy. Diamond I think that's obvious because he's See, a sort I didn't of think he was
1: him. I genuinely didn't because he wasn't in it a lot until towards the end. I don't know. He's only in when he's in scenes like, "Can we just separate our ships? I've got, I've got things to do." Like you've crashed into my ship, and that's the only time when like you you see him. And then it's not until later where where he's in it a bit more that you're like, "Oh, maybe he is involved a bit."
2: Because yeah, it's not really going to be anybody else, though, is it?
0: out of them two
1: well everyone starts getting killed like episode three once they run them up like the they're whacking people off left right and center
0: it's like because you know it's not going to be della and you know it's not going to be Stark. because
1: i don't know there was a moment where i wondered if it was going to be della because we've had that we've i mean we had the nurse last last term i was gonna
0: say (laughs) last
1: season
2: yeah um, we've had a lot of female villains
1: well yeah we do we've had quite a few female villains oh, last, recently. Last week, they and where her. someone's been yeah where someone's been like really there in the background. I mean she was a nurse and then she was actually the main villain. Like so I did have a memory. I was like it could be cuz she doesn't want them to look at Eden. They figured out something about Eden. like she was the one that was fussy like no we don't look at that. Oh he doesn't like us looking at that. But it felt like it was more her thing about being defensive. He did turn off the machine and stuff when they said, like, so, I don't know, it it sort of all played in quite well, I thought.
2: I, I, I've i said this before, I have to say it again, because I wrote it down, I keep calling her Rachel, because she looks like Rachel from S Club 7, in my mind, <laughs> I don't know why, but it's Tristan Rachel.
1: What, you Rachel, my head went, he's going to say S Club 7, <laughs> but my head was like, when Mark says Rachel, he doesn't mean Rachel from Friends, he means Rachel from uh, S Club yeah. 7. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Stevens.
0: Her performance is a bit...
2: I, do you know what I quite liked her in this apart from when she gets shot does she get shot in the head and she, she holds, holds the stomach. Stomach? yeah
0: she goes, Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but again when was that that was like episode 3 4
0: like 4 I think yeah
1: I mean if the producer's directing the episode at this point they're not saying okay the beam that you can't see is going to hit you at a certain point <laughs> she's probably like it's just going to hit you and she didn't probably think it was going to hit her in the head
0: I looked up the actress and yeah, she's not had a great career. I feel like Doctor Who is like she was in a, one of the worst sitcoms ever made called Comeback Mrs. Noah, which I feel like Marcus seen. Yes,
1: that's, <laughs> not it? that's
0: great. Mark it.
1: Of course, he's seen that's it. That's great. And that's my boy.
0: That's another thing she was in, which is another really dreadful sitcom. So it's like Doctor Who and two dreadful sitcoms. That's her legacy. Uh,
2: can I disagree? Uh, LA 7, Miami 7, seeing double. <laughs> she's been in love. Prime Evil. Oh, no, she wasn't in Prime Evil. No. No, 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 that was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a reunion tour coming up this year. Like, she's <laughs> doing fine. Anyway, let's go back to... But <laughs> well, I like that scene between Della and Roman. Uh, you know, where Della's talking about... Uh, what's his name? Being killed. I can't remember his name now. Stott and all everything. I thought she... That was quite a nice. I would have liked a bit more of that. Maybe her and Romana team up. We don't really get those character moments like I feel like we used to a lot all the time. But there's not really time in this. But I liked it when she sat down and was like, You need to tell me about what happened. I thought that was nice.
1: No, it was nice.
2: No, no, no. no it was- <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else. Everyone's like, Whatever.
1: <laughs> no, I, I did think it was a nice scene and it was again but that's a very standard scene' like, like we have to let like the com- female companion talk to another female at some point
2: as we carry on our druggie guy at the beginning he gets killed in the smoke, so there's something out there we don't really see the full monster yet well actually
0: then we do at the end of part one <laughs> when it comes out the pipe i love that cliffhanger because it's just like it's so it's so quintessential quintessentially doctor who isn't it it's yes, just sort of like i agree it's just
2: but, <laughs> but it's there, hanging out, and the captain doesn't even really react. The doctor doesn't react, and they're like, oh, there's a monster. Okay, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just block up the hole again. Like, why do they even open it up in the first place? I don't know. It was just a
0: bit like, let's open it up for the cliffhanger, and then close yeah. it again. Yeah. there was, so, th- there was some, There's a great line as well. I, I think it's in part one. I've written it in my notes. Of I feel like a lot of it as well, Tom Baker's ad-libbed, like, there's a great line where he talks about working for the Galactic or something, and he says, oh, Galactic went out years ago, and Tom just goes, oh, I wonder why I hadn't been paid. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. he says, oh, that's not good enough. And he says, oh, that's what I that's what I said. Oh, there's another one, something like, oh, um, work for, who do I, I don't work for anyone, I'm just having fun. And I like that. There's a Yeah,
1: lot- and, and he, the guy says something like, you've got to work for someone. Yeah, exactly. I, will work for someone yeah, business, yeah.
0: I think those are really nice little moments that kind of, you know, show that the Doctor can just go into that situation and just have fun and but, enjoy it. Uh,
1: that was also something, because they figure out that like he's not who he is, and normally that would completely derail the story, and it didn't, and I appreciated it. <laughs> I appreciated that, despite everyone's concerns, we're still trooping on with this story. We're still trooping on with someone trying to help out what's up going on and stuff, and yeah. Mark feels different, I can tell. No, yeah, I, I was Maybe just saying, while, think... while all
2: those ad-libs are happening, the director is like... I'm going to quit. <laughs>
1: I'm going to quit in minute
2: now. <laughs> if he does one more ad-lib. <laughs>
0: apparently, according to the behind the scenes apparently they said at the end of the production all the crew got t-shirts and said that said the nightmare is over because apparently it was like that bad this production that it's often like said I think it was on the commentary I listened to it's like they often said this is the worst Story they've ever had to do in production because it was so rushed. Because it was like suddenly the director had left, the producer had to take over, they had no time, they had no money. It was like just get it all done. So, but for that, I do. And yet,
1: yeah. we get such a gem. Yep.
2: <laughs> so, in part two, we get a bit more K9 doing stuff. Now, we're not fond of the new K9 voice, particularly. This whole like oh it's only going to be sixty percent. I'm telling you, it's going to only be sixty percent effective. All of that.
1: The whole attitude. It's like a whole guys. different
2: character. I it don't really is.
1: It really is.
2: Like he seems a bit too sort of smarmy now. I don't it's know. Dick it's
1: dickhead just... dog. We used to have dickhead doctor. Now it's dickhead dog.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I've only really noticed watching these through because he's only been in the last couple of stories. This new. I wonder if it's. Canine. I wonder if it's the
0: actor. I wonder because I think. With the previous with John Leeson, who's the previous one, I feel like he might he would have done it a bit more kind of not cheeky, but do you know what I mean? A bit more kind of innocent.
1: There's something much more neutral and like supportive about the previous voice tone. And this one, like we talked about it quite a lot in last episode, but like this one just feels really like sarky. I think it's just how it's been said.
2: Because yeah, I think the previous one would have be been like 60%, 60%. And this one's like, uh, it's
0: 60%. Actually,
2: it's only going to be 60%. I've told you, it's only 60%. Do you
0: know what I mean? It's like that. Whenever it's just a scene with K9, why did they not put any music over him? Because you just hear a lot of... Zzzz, like, you hear the wheels go over the... But I've never noticed it in, more in this story. Like, it, you just think, surely you'd get rid of that or you'd do something because...
1: Well, it sounds like it was so rushed. Yeah,
0: that's true. They probably... They
1: never even thought <laughs> no. for Like, music was like a last
0: choice. And this is this episode
2: where the captain gets spiked and is it like it's just like plastic. Do you just see a hand just come into shot? Like, how did nobody he's standing right there? The Della and him are standing right there. Where is his hand come from that well, spikes? It's, isn't the it behind drink? the drink cabinet? Isn't that the thing? <laughs> yeah,
1: it, yeah. It, she's know. gone to the machine yeah. and it's dispersing it, and then someone's come from behind and,
2: and he Nick's so it's his fault for nicking her drink. Nicola
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she, yeah.
0: She, she, it would have been her instead.
1: Yeah, and oh, then yeah. she'd have been addicted to drugs. But it's,
0: it's one of the things I thought is obviously that drink's probably aimed at Ramana. But why are they trying to drug Ramana? What are they trying to get from drugging Ramana? Does she know too much?
1: I thought it was more just to like she's getting too that she's getting too involved. Let's like, like give a distraction and we'll drug his assistant, sort of thing.
2: But then at that point, then you know it's not Della necessarily. And I was really liking the captain actually, because we we often get you know like dickhead captains that are shouting and putting people in prison and stuff. Actually, he ex- he's like great. I'm glad you're here, Doctor. Let's work this out. And he's trying to get things done. And then he's complete. That's him. Complete. Does he actually die? Yeah, he gets get shot. shot by, he yeah. dies, and we never see him again. Because I really liked
0: him up until that yeah. point. Yeah, I think
1: he... I did as well. I thought he was even when he's like challenging him. He's really practical.
0: I think he's the best actor of the guest like the guest lot. I think he's the best performance because it feels more real, and even the scenes when he's laughing and giggling and all that, like it still, it still works really well because you could see. Because I think that's what it you were saying earlier, like he's not a dickhead, but he's very like authoritative and wants to get it done. So then when he does all the sort of giggling like a child, you still kind of believe it. Whereas I think unless lesser if that had been Trist, no one would have told the, no one would have seen the difference. No, <laughs> no, no. Da-da.
2: And then this is the episode as well where we see the, the passenger chase. So we this is Stott, isn't it? Stott, who's been secretly hiding in the bushes. We've seen a face. And then he dresses up as a passenger.
1: Which is really clever because I had no idea who he was. Because in the bush you don't see his hair or anything. You only see the eyes.
2: Yeah, you don't see much.
1: You don't see much at all. So... I genuinely thought it was a passenger. I really did. I thought it's someone that's like got on the ship as a passenger and is part of this like drugs thing. It's funny
0: that though when they have that whole chase, it's just the same piece of Like that was the other thing. I I know obviously it was done on a really small budget, but I did feel like there's no scale to this spaceship. It's like. As you say, it's like the same three sets. Like it's supposed to be a huge cruise ship and it's just like the same bit of corridor going back and forth. Probably the same passengers.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to look to see if they'd moved them round. <laughs> yeah, probably hadn't probably hadn't.
1: I thought the scene when they were running through the um stuff was really good though. You know when the doctor was chasing him and he's going down that long, long corridor.
2: What that round under the stairs again and again. The same no, no,
1: yeah, but after that, and it, they go, he goes into the thing, and it's all like quirky, and then the doctor comes out, and he's like, "I oh, can't believe I've got through that." But
2: the, the interspatial, yeah, thing, yeah, yes, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: I thought that was really good because sometimes that can be really cheesy, that sort of effect. But actually, I thought it was effective <laughs> with these passengers
2: that are sitting there. Right, they're obviously waiting to go on holiday. How long do you think they've They are waiting while this adventure happens. Are we talking like this? All happens in an hour, two hours. How long are they all sitting there reading their magazines while an adventure happens?
1: But I think they're supposed to be going around the planet, aren't they? Not landing somewhere. No, I think they're on their way. Oh, I think somewhere.
2: they're on their. They're on, uh, they're on their way to a planet. I think.
1: I thought it was just to see it.
0: No, I think it's to visit. Isn't someone? Someone will tweet tweet us. I'm sure if we're. But, <laughs> yeah, they will. But I do. Th- I like. I, th- I always think it's done within, like, an hour. I don't know. It feels like a sort of quick progression of... That's how I look at it, anyway. But I think it could all happen in an hour, yeah. yeah. Or, le- or more.
1: And they've been there for several hours, as she says, when she goes with all their complaints to the captain.
2: Yeah.
1: Where's all, like, the
2: stewards? Where's everyone handing out it's the It's all food?
1: computers. He, re- he says it to the computer, and the computer informs people.
2: And, obviously, half the passengers, well, they all get... Pretty much killed by mandrels at this point as well. Yeah, she we totally forgot. Which, David, you have to explain oh. the woman's close-up. I don't so know, Sarah, if you saw this. Nightmare
0: of Eden features possibly the best shot in Doctor Who history. Go it's, on. I think, it's in episode three. So it's the bit where the policeman walks into the bridge and he sees the passengers getting attacked on on the screen, and there's a close-up of the woman's face, which um, I've just sent to you on WhatsApp. Is
1: oh yeah. Remember that
0: scene? It, it, she's, en- she's, like, ah! <laughs> she's enjoying it far too much. I must say, it's the funniest shot I think ever to be in Doctor Who ever, ever, ever.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I saw that song and had a good laugh. And the movie, like, I, yeah, I, there's something quite again quite twee about it. Do you know what reminded me of this? It reminded me of Midsummer Murders. <laughs> <laughs> right, because like Midsummer Murders, it's usually it's a bit dark, you know, there's murder, but like it's quite dark, quite intense. And then you've got like the Midsummer element that's like out in the country, and you've got and like the woman like that that's like, ah, i eaten alive, you know.
0: I actually must admit, I did watch that scene quite a few times, re watching it because it just makes me, of love. course,
1: she did. It's brilliant. I it actually
0: love so much. It's just, it's just the way she looks, she's just enjoying it too much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's but she's an action that's been paid for the day and now she's gonna have her close up.
0: It feels like the director or the producer has gone, right love, we've got like you I need to see you looking terrified by this by being like being killed by a mandrel and that's the face she did and they're like, right, no time, let's just do it, get on with it. <laughs> She's yeah. now star of Midsummer Mandrill. <laughs> if she's if that actress is still alive, please can someone find her? And I want to interview her about her choices in life because I would love to meet that woman. Well, we need to name her? Stella. 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 She Stella. Maggie. Okay. We'll call her Maggie.
1: or oh, Maggie. Maggie could work. Mag- it's that sort of bracket yeah. of time?
2: Okay, Maggie and Mandrill. Then. Do you
1: think? Do you
2: think like? <laughs>
0: the character she's just like oh
1: I think I genuinely think that they've gone right we're gonna shoot okay extras and I don't actually I reckon they did it all on the first day they'll have had all those extras there they'll have done all the shots where they're running through and then it'll been like the last thing of the day right now you're all gonna get eaten we're doing it's still the director there and they're like right we're gonna do this shot now while you're all here um you you can just do it and she's like me oh. <laughs> it's my chance and, It's my mom and like that's it it's just it's just brilliant because the shot
0: before is is of the just like running into the co- and it, that looks quite good and then it's like the one shot they're like mm, okay what's the shot we're going to go for that one maybe after that shot the director is like I'm leaving right now I'm going to quit <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my, I'm dealing with i quit
0: my, my quit. career has peaked <laughs> this is the best shot I'm ever going to take I'm going now
2: <laughs> he's like if you get Maggie up to do that shot I'm leaving this set right now <laughs>
1: Maggie. <laughs> oh no, that's when he finds out that there were no extras the next day, and that's why he had a coffee. He's like, "Where's Maggie? Bring Maggie back. <laughs> she was my star.
0: You're gonna be a star. She actually got top billing. That's why. And um, there was a conflict between Tom Baker and the director. <laughs> <laughs> But then all, so I could yeah, we talk talked about her all day, that woman. I just love
1: yeah. her. No, she's, I agree. I saw that and had a really good giggle. Every at
0: time her. I'm on this podcast, there's always an unsung hero of that episode, like the wench in Talons of Win Chiang or whoever. And I feel like this is her. Yeah, she's
1: yeah. She's never
0: going to get mentioned.
1: our, our mags, you know? She, it's our mags. She's our never going to
0: get mentioned on a podcast again. So let's let her have a moment, all right?
1: I think as well with Maggie. What makes that scene, if <laughs> we're really going into this, is it's so still. And they're like, let's just check what's going on. in, in <laughs> And that's what makes it funnier. for some reason. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, and there's chaos. Because the Cap's at this point. He's out of it. He's like, yeah, whatever. And it's just like, and they look at it. It's like, ah! <laughs> And it's just it's like, oh yeah. And also, what's funny is the doctor earlier on being like, they're like, should we sort out the Mandarin? He's like, no, 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 no we'll sort that out later. And he's like, ah. Can I just say, it's just so the whole build is just so calm and quiet, and then it's like chaos, and they're like, okay, turn that off. That's enough of that.
0: Can I just say, for your consideration, for the duskers, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Supporting actress
1: <laughs> yeah. Maggie. That's
0: the cliffhangers in this story
2: are quite good really
1: yeah i didn't think they were too bad i mean i, I kept watching so like, it must have been decent
2: dr romana jumping into eden is
0: quite good I, we're moving the story I
2: thought on that was really something else
0: to- i
1: thought that was because i felt the scale
0: of it didn't quite work it sort of i think had they made eden try and look a bit bigger i would have been more impressed but it did look like that they had that like Two inches of Eden to jump through. I don't
2: know. It just. Well, I think it's supposed to be like they've scooped up a bit of the world, and it is supposed. I I see it as they've scooped up like a big area of land, and then it's just there. I don't know. I thought that looked... I thought I thought it
1: quite was quite well. effective. Yeah, I felt like it was literally. Then stepping, it was like they were stepping into a painting.
0: I like the last one of the doctor disappearing. That's quite. That was quite good. Cool. Oh yeah, that was a bit of a shock when I first saw that cliffhanger.
2: Because you don't really know what's happened. The way he looks at the camera is like, oh, this sh- this isn't supposed to happen. And then he's like, gone. I would have preferred a cliffhanger face of Maggie, but, you know, <laughs> I guess I can't
0: i don't I think they'd have to pay her more if she had a cliffhanger face. If I was a kid in 1979 and that was the final shot, that would have got me back next Saturday at the same time. <laughs> I would have <laughs> got some random, just one that you've never seen before,
2: <laughs> in danger. <laughs>
0: I might get a face printed on a T-shirt. I'm really tempted.
2: And then when they are in Eden, yeah, it's a nice little set of a jungle and everything. The Doctor gets attacked by that vegetable thing. He has to bite through the... I'm sorry, but that did look like a
0: woman's anatomy. I'm sorry. It looked like... (laughs) It did look like a woman's vagina. I'm sorry.
1: Which bit? Is that Venus
0: flytrap?
1: Oh, yes, it did. Yeah, yeah.
2: But when he has to bite through it and it all go like, that's quite good. I thought. I
1: thought most of the Eden stuff, I mean, considering the budget was so low, because Eden itself on the screen looks cheap. <laughs> it's when, because it's, I, I think if it was flashing through, you wouldn't notice. But because they're on it for so long, you really see how cheap the leaves are and stuff. Um, but then when they were actually, I was thinking, oh, okay, well, let's see what this is going to be like. But when they're actually in it, it's actually pretty decent. Yeah, you,
2: don't, you just see enough of it. You don't see too much and you don't linger on things too much. And it's shot very dark as well, which helps, I think.
1: Always helps.
0: Do you think do you <laughs> yeah. think it would have been interesting if they'd gone into like other I know it's obviously called Nightmare of Eden, but like if they'd done a bit more of like jumping between the other worlds that they've captured, or is that is that just I do not know that much.
2: Well, I wrote down a, f- a couple of the other ones that are on there. What where else could they have gone? We could have gone to I think Zell or Zill. Um Gidi. My favourite. Um Oh, and I think there's one called Face or something.
1: Face? I think, anyway, I
2: think Eden was the best one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. Gidi G- or I
0: want to go to Eden. You'd, want to go, yeah, you'd actually Eden. want to go to Eden, would you?
1: Yeah. I want to go to the Eden Project.
0: Oh, I like it there. Is that they're, they're
1: building a second one. They're building a new one. Are they? Yeah. In Morecambe near me, from home. In Lancashire. So they've got the Eden Project, obviously... Down south, and then this one's going to be more about the sea and like things like that. It's going to be more um, marine based, but it's a season project, it's exactly the same, but it'll be in the north with mandrels. No, mandrels, (laughs) no mandrels, no
0: mandrels.
1: (laughs) Another thing, Uh, surprise!
0: Another thing, Ah! (laughs) another thing I noticed uh, in episode three is there's no Della. She she goes off for a bit. She says, no, she's not in part three
1: at all. Is she not? not? No. To be fair, she's in it quite a bit. And then, yeah, you're right. I hadn't even spotted that she wasn't in, but I remember thinking she has not been sinned for a while. And I wonder if that's done on purpose to make you think that she's involved.
2: Was she, like, ill or something that week? I don't know.
0: Maybe. maybe she, it's unusual. Maybe she was doing Come back Mrs. Noah and she wasn't available or something. I don't know.
2: I mean, possibly. <laughs> I mean, you joke, but that could actually be... Uh, no, I can't see.
0: Because then she kind of comes back look. in part four being like, oh, I've just been helping down at the sick bay," Kind of really sort of... It's funny, yeah, you don't
2: see all of that. Obviously, maybe it's a budget thing, but you could have had some other shots of the passengers and... Uh, maybe the, the, there's not actually that much for her to do, really. Maybe that's what it is. And I
0: think part three is probably concentrating more on the stop storyline, which... Kind of, I don't know. If it that always seems a bit sh- not shoehorned in, but it kind of just seems a bit that to me. That's when, personally, it was dragging a little bit. Sort of that whole bit of him being in the Eden, not Eden project, but his Eden house, and like talking about what happened and the and the scars that looked like they were lipstick on his on his face. It was just a bit kind of. Yeah, because so,
2: yeah, the Doctor and Romana meet him, don't they? And then they go out. And I don't like the bit where they're like, canine friend, and like, canine like, sniffs him. Now listen, canine. This is Scott. He's a friend. <laughs> All right? Affirmative. Good, let's go to work. He's never had to do that before. <laughs> I thought that was a bit odd. Yeah. Like, what do we think about the mandrels
0: turning out to be the drugs? I quite like that, because normally in a Doctor Who, it's like, monster, villain, villain, monster kind of thing. Whereas... With this, it was more, it was a nice twist to have it as they're not baddies, they're just being held captive and they've just been let out, basically. Because they haven't done anything wrong,
2: they've just been captured and then let aboard this ship. And so Trist and, what's his name, Diamond, <laughs> Diamond, <laughs> Diamond, <laughs> or is it Diamond. Dim- Dimond? Dimond? Okay. Dimond sounds diamond diamond right, right. <laughs> okay it's a diamond um do they know that that's what it is how do they
0: know that yeah. when you kill a mandral i think that's what they i think that's later on it's that that's what they're doing they're exporting them from eden to that because uh, he says it's to fund his project isn't it that's the reason he did it was because i think that's oh
1: at least at some point he's like someone's told him he's figured it out yeah. and
0: i think that's the whole that's thing of it, it, he's just brought them along and then it's obviously they've just got out and it's kind of the doctor's fault but it's kind of also dimmon's fault that was a bit confusing because dimmon crashing into the ship then i don't quite know but he did that on purpose didn't he no i think he did
1: no i don't think he meant to i think
0: he did i think that was to
2: bring because
1: he's got Uh, a laser
2: at the end that's to do that no the lasers to
0: get the stuff i think because the the doctor's
1: come it's like drawn them it's made them crash
0: but the doctor doesn't no i think the doctor came because of the crash isn't that because to me it came across as they were they were they crashed into the ships knowing that they were going to put the drugs from dimen ship into the big cruising ship but then there was a distress call and the doctor arrived because of they were in the area so that's how i've sort
1: of thought of it see now i i went really left field i thought the laser I thought he was pointing it, and the laser was somehow like bringing them over, and I thought that they, they were trying to get away because um there was something about they were figured the out that they're involved, and they were just trying to escape before anyone caught them.
0: but the crystal like the man the crystal the,
2: the stuff in the crystal, and then that laser thing was going to like transport it over in the crystal, so they'd be like undetectable through like customs and stuff possibly that all gets yeah. a
0: bit I'm not sure. Confusing to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't read into that too much. Yeah. I
2: thought it was a bit weird when when that mandrel first gets killed and Romana's like scared of it, and then she jumps over it
0: twice. Do you see her leaping over that mandrel? <laughs> it's not <after laughs> all. She Is probably, it? like ballets over yeah. it. <laughs> also, we haven't mentioned it yet, but are the policemen the worst policemen you've ever seen in your life.
1: Oh, they're awful. They, they're so bad. We spend half the time like
0: trying to get the doctor, and then the minute it's like, oh, it's not the doctor. It's Tristan, Like. Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) Chuck, there you are.
1: And they just, like, go along with, like, whatever anyone says. They have no, like, ideas of their own.
0: No, And one of them was in another Doctor Who. I think they were both in other Doctor Whos, but the one that I recognised was in Image of the Fendal, who's the, the slightly smaller one, but he plays the son of the old lady or grandson.
2: Oh, and Scientists at Breakfast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the old lady.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I didn't realise that was yeah, him. Yeah, I think so. I know. I don't think. I don't think they were particularly strong in this. They were a bit annoying. But you needed those characters to be there to be the ones to be like, "Oi, what's going on?" Otherwise, with the captain out of it, you haven't got anybody else as that authority to chase people around and be like, "You're going to be under arrest." Because otherwise, the Doctor and Romana could go wherever they wanted. And the whole point was they're sort of like criminals on this ship, so they have to like secretly
0: go around corridors and stuff rather than just walk around. That's the point of them. They they also have the worst guns. I mean, this story has, like, the worst guns ever.
1: Oh, yeah, they're they're awful, yeah. They're not inventive at all. But but also, for me, I don't know, it just sort of added to the charm of it.
0: There's one bit that that cracked me up. I, I know we're jumping a bit, but in the fourth episode, where one of the canine blasts one of them, like one of the guards, and he just this like weirdest fool I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. Ex- it was like uh, it was when like they said, "Don't do that," and then K Nine does something. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly which bit you mean.
2: I thought the bit with the captain when he's coming off the drugs and he's like a bit violent towards Romana. I thought that was
1: a bit that was a, good. Yeah, it was really good, was and moment. I think that was I, I liked that in that it showed why it had been banned. Because up until then, I was just kind of like, it just seems a bit pissed. Like, I don't understand too much why this was so dangerous. Other than the fact that it's a drug. But like, I don't know, maybe he's going to have a hangover tomorrow or something. But actually, it's like a need. He needs that feeling again. And it's a really serious, and that's why. And I was like, I felt it gave a real gravitas as to the dangers of it.
0: And it's it's a shame he gets killed, but it kind of also makes sense at that point. Really is he?
1: well. I mean, I mean, what would happen? Would he go to rehab? I don't. Like, he said, how would they like? Well, he
0: said no, no, no.
1: He did say no, no, no. <laughs>
2: yeah. The that I think you you can see where the director has quit and it's all over to Tom Baker. Is that last scene where the doctor's getting all the mandrels into the Eden and then he does that all that silly bit of the he goes off screen, doesn't he? And you hear him sort of like, oh, my arms, oh, my ow, oh, yeah. that is Tom Baker. I think, 100% making that a bit too silly and nobody is there to say to him, no, that's not actually funny. Because then the policemen are there or whatever. They're just like, oh, okay, he's dead. That was the and only thing really that went on a
1: bit too long, actually. Yeah. I kind of thought, I don't know what he's trying to achieve. I, like, I, I could feel like if he's going off into danger, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like he was just trying to have them on. But
0: I, I, I do like... I mean, that bit was a little bit silly, but I like... In this story, particularly, you see the balance of Tom Baker. Because I always think, with Tom Baker as the doctor, when he walks into a situation, he is like the center of attention. You know, he is the person that you'd listen to. But then he's also got the kind of like silly moments. And he, there's there's some great scenes when he's talking about, you know, the Vaxoen and, you know, it's wiped out civilizations. But then you can have those silly little bits of, I mean, that, again, I know I mentioned it earlier, but the scene of him talking about, you know, not working for Galactic and not being paid. It's quite a good balance. And I feel that's that's done quite well in this story, that even though he is the centre of attention, you still listen to him, he still has that kind of silly side to him as well. And like all the bits with the mandrel where he discovers the Fraxerin, I mean, that's quite silly. But then it's like, well, actually, he's found out what it is now and he knows how dangerous it is. And
1: Those moments, I thought actually there was a nice balance. It was just that last bit. And I thought that kind of it just didn't feel necessary. It kind of ruined what that scene was, which was him getting them back into Eden and then him trying to get out before they jump, like before they follow him, herding cows or something.
2: Even though we do have like silly accents and all the the other jokes and everything, I do believe that the drugs were dangerous and they were a threat in that way. Even if the mandrels weren't, you know, and the mandrel, if it was gonna get you, it would kill you. It was believable. These were believable threats in this, despite all of the
1: I thought it was really clever that they became the drugs. Yeah. I really liked that as well. There was a lot of things that I I did enjoy about this. There's one thing I didn't enjoy,
0: going back slightly in part four. How did Dimmon not see the doctor when he got into that ship? There's a scene, you know, when he he transports onto Dimmon's ship and he's like, Oh, I've got to get back. That is the smallest spaceship I have ever seen in my life. And he still doesn't see him.
1: What, I feel his like, helmet on? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's in actual ship oh. and he's like literally next to yeah. him.
2: <laughs> well, he can't see. He's just got his visor, is not he? His yeah, but he
1: walks in on. and he's, I'm sure... well, He steps in and then like puts it on and steps out. You'd think like, I'm very aware that like there's someone in a very close proximity. And the doctor's just holding his breath, isn't he?
0: I do also find another thing. The end is really weird. It's such a weird like it feels a bit like the writer didn't know how to end it, and it's like, hmm, I know what would like to be in an electronic zoo. It's like, or electric zoo. Oh, what about you? Like, it's K9. Ha ha It seems a bit. I don't know how you would have ended it, but it just seems a bit of a sort of random, like, oh, generic end scene of making a joke.
1: Yeah, I wanted to see them get back on the TARDIS and leave. That's what I wanted. That's how it should have ended. I agree. But I wonder whether some of it by this point was just, you know, he wanted to have his fun and his silliness. And then they were like, whatever, let's just like, okay, fine, whatever. Because it just felt more like a silly thing than an actual, and we get on and we're gone. And then we see where they go next.
2: But we are left with um, Della and Stott, our new couple of the season.
1: (laughs) With no chemistry.
0: That's true. I thought that. I was like, "Oh yeah, you've not met each other five minutes ago."
1: Like you thought this guy was dead. Do you know what I mean? You thought he died. You haven't seen him. You find out he's alive. He's actually been doing all this stuff. You think there'd be a little bit more chemistry there or excitement.
0: But what do they do now? Because like the captain's dead. Like they
1: repopulate the planet.
0: What (laughs) in the cruise ship? (laughs) They don't
2: need
1: to. Mark's lost his <laughs> <shirt>. <laughs>
2: They don't need to repopulate the the planet is populated. <laughs> they go on. They they start off their new cruise
0: service. But no
1: one, control, well, no one but controls. them. They don't because he's actually a secret undercover agent.
0: She's a passenger, isn't he? She's a she's a high class passenger. The captain's dead.
1: She she was like on a zoo project.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, but he
2: was an actual. Oh yeah, he pretended to be a zoologist. Yeah, yeah. The captain's dead. How
1: what are they
0: are they just gonna be left stranded there forever with
1: Maybe he'll fly them fly them around, whoever's left. Okay, so it was only like that one cabin that got attacked, but the rest of you we will go to his room. He'll recharge.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll all go on holiday in the end. Yeah.
1: And the other other little compartments like, yay <laughs> <laughs> Finally. We've been in for the towers. Yeah, we didn't know. We had a few Where's the Dead. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, Maggie, please come to the, uh, <laughs> the
0: customer <She's> service. <laughs> oh, Maggie. Maggie will then be doing the entertainment in the evening. <laughs> you can imagine Maggie being on like BBC News when they're talking about it. It's like, well, I was, I was hurt by a mandrel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a terrible holiday. Awful.
0: Like those two characters in comfort.
1: And we sent Barbara in to talk to the captain, and she got eaten.
0: (laughs) Overall, I'd go again.
1: (laughs) They just won't issue us a refund. (laughs) Apparently, it was in the policy that we signed. Oh, what insurance? Uh, Never take insurance out
2: with. But no, yeah, it was a, it was an alright story actually. It wasn't too bad, and I'm glad, Sarah, you enjoyed it. I'm very surprised. It's not,
0: it's not Tom Baker's finest. But it's a fun. It's
1: not anyone's finest, but I did genuinely. I really enjoyed it. I just find it really fun, and the cliffhangers were enough to keep me going. And the stories, I love, I love a murder mystery sort of idea. I love, I love a mystery that you have to figure out, and it's like a who's done it.
2: I think yeah, we're gonna be coming into land soon. Oh, hang on, hang so, on. Um... Can you hear that? Is that something that the, I think there's some mantras getting in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Send Maggie out there. Yeah, we've got can. a bit of time to finish this. Yeah, Maggie, you can go fast. <laughs> Maggie, you go and investigate. You're
1: a at this. <laughs> You've been in this position before, you know how to handle yeah. it.
2: Anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> Um so we have I just need to tell Sarah what the next story is gonna be. Can't oh, wait. Yeah. Before we head off. Uh it's called The Horns of Naimon
1: The Horns of Naimon okay.
2: And it's only four.
1: Okay. Then I can't
2: go. wait for your reaction cannot <laughs> wait <laughs> okay. yeah that's it's gonna be uh it's another oh, no I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything at all okay. I add to
0: judgment I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say two words which is meddlesome hussy and that's all I'm saying
1: <laughs> can't wait. <laughs>
0: Uh,
2: but yeah thank you David for
0: joining well, us thank you. on this episode well, be lovely to, thank you David be lovely to carry on this journey with you to uh, az- where are we going Azul Azul Amarillo where
1: are we know. going I
2: keep saying Azul. Azul. um where are we going I'll choose a place on this um, Zill. we'll
0: go, we'll to, go Zil. to Zil yeah
1: not yeah. face
0: face Zil well, yeah no yeah let's go to All Zil right. we'll yeah. have a few Camparis on <laughs> Azul it'll be lovely uh,
2: but in the meantime everyone you can find us on twitter and instagram at Two watch who and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Two watch who and we'll see you next time
1: bye, bye. bye.
0: to watch who